This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. The contractor ever tell you the price of something and it sounds so high you think, eh, maybe I'll try it myself. Some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere. Good morning to you and welcome into Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Jay White. I'm here today with Jeremy Thompson, the Hattiesburg Computer Doctor, and Wilts Couture, IT Director with Rankin County and IT Instructor at Holmes Community College. Everyday Tech is MPB Think Radio's show about consumer technology and your very own personal IT department all wrapped up into one convenient package. Jeremy can help you fix it, and Wilts can help you keep it safe, and they can do both well. So you're in good hands either way. We want to hear from you this morning. Got any tech problems, issues, or questions? Do you have a story or experience to share? You can email the show, everydaytech at mpbonline.org. As always, there is plenty, plenty to get into in the world of technology, uh, the world of consumer technology. And again, we would love to hear from you. We love to hear from folks who've called before and gotten some advice from us and uh, went and tried that out. And whether it worked or not, We'd love to hear from you and have you check back in with us about that. If there's any new uh, programs or games or anything like that, any new hardware technology that you've been looking forward to that may be coming out soon, we would love to hear from you about that. Uh, Amongst the things that uh, I've been looking at this morning that look like they could be pretty interesting things, there is reference to a PlayStation PC launcher in the code for Marvel's Spider-Man Remastered. And we can read into that a little bit more, but if there's some way that we're looking to connect the technology between your PC and uh, your latest generation gaming systems, man, oh man, that could be a big, big deal. Uh, Also, uh, U.S. chip makers are hit by a sudden downturn after a pandemic boom. So it looks like the market, uh, in lieu of a chip shortage, maybe has come to grips with that and corrected itself in terms of demand just as chip makers were starting to have a plan as to how to get chips (laughs) in volume to meet the new demand. So evidently there's a downturn after the pandemic boom. So we'll see if that makes things like the PlayStation 5, for example, more accessible going forward. So that's a thing uh, that we can look at. Uh, A sweeping report alleges inequity and sexual harassment at Nintendo's American headquarters. Um, So that's something that we can talk about. It seems like every week there's some new scandalous thing about one of the major tech companies. And this is Nintendo of America. So uh, we'll see. Keep on looking through these headlines for today. And we'll bring in Jeremy and Wiltz here in just a moment. Here's another one I'm looking at. Uh, American Airlines is ordering 20 supersonic jets 
There's a company called Boom that's a new startup, and they're trying to reintroduce supersonic flight. So uh, 20 supersonic jets are being bought by American Airlines. Uh, I don't know how much that means to Jackson or Biloxi or any of the uh, more major airports in Mississippi, uh, maybe when Southwest buys some supersonic jets. <laughs> we'll get to figure out what that's, uh, what that's about here in Mississippi, unless you have one of our 37,000 connecting flights through Dallas or Charlotte or Atlanta or wherever it may be. Jeremy, good morning. What's going on, man? How are you? Hey, good morning, Jay. Can you hear me now? I can, man. How's this past week been for you? Oh, it's been pretty busy. I, uh, I've been working on trying to make uh, things work at a law office in downtown Hattiesburg. Uh, client's been dealing with gremlins for pretty much the whole summer, and she called me up and she's like, look, I just need things to work, so just make it work. So we are uh, we're like eight days in with a few tweaks here and there think and things are going pretty well i just finished up everything yesterday so all of it's all wired and labeled and organized now because you'd be amazed how often uh somebody comes and sets up a network in a building and doesn't label anything yeah it's just not it's not a thing i don't know why it's not a thing but it's not a thing so for me it's a thing because when i walk in the door and you know Whoever in the back is having trouble with their phone, uh, I want to be able to go directly to the box where they're plugged in and check the line that plugs them directly into that box. And now I've got all of it labeled, so it's going to be much easier to troubleshoot and deal with. And uh, I've been keeping close touch with my client to make sure that she's happy and everything is moving along seamlessly. And we've had a couple of hiccups along the way. Uh, not to mention a Comcast outage that lasted about 15 minutes yesterday. So I almost got the blame for that. Um, and I was like, no, no, your whole network is dead. There's no, no, this is just, this is an outage entirely. Um, and I logged in and checked and sure enough, it was in fact an outage. So moving along smoothly, I am about to uh, take some time off. So I have my fingers crossed and I'm saying lots of prayers that, Everything is going to stay fixed, and there aren't going to be any major emergencies while I'm taking some time off. Well, what's your, I mean, what's your expectation for that? That never, that never works, right? I have a voicemail. <laughs> Fantastic. And I can receive text messages. Yeah. So send as many as you would like, and when I get back, I will take care of it. Absolutely. You said, uh, you said your client said hey just make it work how often do you get that oh all the time yeah i mean you know there's just usually that comes because it's just reached the point where they they, they've lost all hope that anything is going to work so they're like look i just i I, i'm at my wits end please make it work right how to make it do is what our boss says sometimes when he hands us uh assignments Hey, go make this do. One of the trickiest things is that um, before COVID, this this office had a uh, a server in their building that everybody would connect to. And after everybody had to start working from home, she moved everything over to a cloud-based system. Well, to move between the two would be absolutely nightmarish. It was it was hard enough moving her to the cloud 
and then having to move her back would be even more fun, especially if we have to go back to a work from home scenario. So at the moment, everything she does is through Citrix uh, desk, air desk. Yeah. And basically what it is, is a program that sits on top of Windows that connects you remotely to another computer that handles a lot of your functions. And so if your internet connection has even a slight delay mm. and you're doing something like typing a document or an email inside of that AirDesk system, it can be quite frustrating because you'll be typing and nothing will be coming up on the screen. Mm. So yeah, they need, they need seamless internet. They just, they need it to work. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Uh, we had a caller earlier that hung up who wanted to ask a question about laptop RAM. If uh, you're still listening, give us a call right back and we'll sneak you right in here. But let's start first on the phones today with Mike, who's called from Hernando. Mike, good morning. Thanks for calling in. What's going on? Hey, you guys, I got a question. I need uh, your guidance. Um, I have a home computer laptop that I've used for years. I'm a writer. I had HughesNet before I went to AT&T a couple, three years ago. Now I'm changing over to Xfinity. And uh, they told me that I'm going to have to have a technician come out and put it in and run wiring and everything to my house. I already have two satellite dishes up on the roof from previous installations, and I'm assuming that the wiring is there. Can I not just pick up the equipment and hook and you know, attach it and hook everything up, plug everything up myself? Do I have to have a technician come out and run cable into my house? So uh, I'm sure that you asked the same question to Xfinity when you talked to them, and they said, no, sir, because it's new service, we have to have someone come and run the connection to your house. There's a couple exactly of reasons. What they, uh, they, uh, they tend to want to run new wiring just to make sure that the connection coming into your house is fresh. And also they have to verify that that connection is coming in. I too have uh, fussed with Comcast over their uh, relentless requirement to come to your home to set up your wireless. But unfortunately, uh -huh. there's a lot that, or not your wireless, but your internet. Uh, unfortunately, there's not a lot that you can do about it because they want to guarantee that the service at your house is functional. They're actually going to come in and measure the performance of those lines. So it's not just like they can go in and uh, reuse any old lines. They, they wouldn't want to do that to begin with. Yeah, it's a liability thing for them also because they don't want to start charging you for something that you know, might have been, you know, incorrectly, like one set of wires switched and then your service is not working right, but they don't know it because they hadn't been there and they're charging you for it. So that, right. that can put them in a well, hole. Am I wrong in thinking that, hey, I've got had service, I've got wiring in the house and everything, I can just plug everything in because I've heard them tell other customers, oh, just take this home and plug it in and uh, connect the wires and you'll be ready to go. But because I'm well, changing from AT&T to them, yeah. now they're insisting that they have a technician come out. Right. So generally, if, if you had previously had Comcast at that house, like say you had just moved into it and the previous tenant had had it, they might be able to say, hey, go to Best Buy and get this little kit and plug it into the wall and we'll be able to turn you on. But because you haven't been connected to that system at all, the technician is probably going to have to run something from the uh, the telephone pole or out uh, behind your house somewhere, some kind of a trunk 
that it uh, branches off of in order to put you on the best, newest connections for that. So I should allow them to do this. I mean, I'm never home, and I told them, I said, look, I'm working five days a week, and you guys don't work on Saturday. And it kind of ticked me off, but they said, no, 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 we have to come. So I guess I'm going to have to make arrangements to be off for a day. Yeah, let them come hook it up so if something goes wrong, they'll be on the hook for it. Right? Exactly. Oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because if you do it, well, then thanks. you give them every, not that they would necessarily, I don't know, but, I mean, you give them excuses to put it off on you if you are the one uh-huh. that, that turns it on and flips the key and then all of a sudden things don't work. Okay. Well, thank you guys for the guidance. I'll do what you said. All right, Mike. Thanks for the call. Good to hear from you again. As an independent uh, computer repair guy, Jeremy, do you ever uh, kind of give somebody guidance on how to do something by themselves? And how do you approach that as an uh, like an independent business owner? Well, so I'll have people from time to time, you know, that are like, "Hey, look, if you if I can't get you on the phone or whatever, can you leave me a little guide to tell me what to do? You know, just for easy stuff." And uh, I usually do. Yeah, I'll type something up or I'll take screenshots or I'll leave some kind of directions or I'll text them or email them. You know, in the event that this happens, here's what you need to do. Um, But there are a lot of people that don't even want to read through the steps. You know, (laughs) some people just they don't even want uh, a quick solution. They just want someone else to come deal with it because they have such a, uh, a bad relationship with technology. But for the ones that want something like that, I'm absolutely happy to provide it. Jeremy, let's dig right back into it and talk with Roger, who's called us from Florence about cell phone service. Roger, what's going on? Good morning. Well, good morning. I think cell phone service is real undependable in this part of, uh, well, South Rankin County. And I've had three different providers, and I can name them, AT&T, Verizon. I'm now on uh, C Spire. All of it's very, very poor, but <clears throat> C Spire, at least, used to give me, uh, inside my house, one or two bars, uh, and I could go outside and get three or four bars uh, on my cell phone. It's a, it's a um, well, it doesn't matter what kind it is, I guess. And uh, But it's gotten a lot worse. So, now... Is there an explanation for that? Do you think it's just a lot worse? Sometimes I cannot. I, I walk around outside and you know, and eventually get one bar and maybe make a call. But it's a real nuisance. And uh, in addition to that, I'm on Windstream for my landline. Of course, they went bankrupt and now they're kinetic or something else, and they've gone through a huge, still going through a huge problem with maintenance and repair and stuff like that so myself my phone has been out several times for several days in the last several months including my dsl internet connection so when i'm out i'm out so it's serious is there a better way to get cell phone service and are any of these vendors who as i understand it use the big guys towers anyway but they don't charge as much Uh, Is there a solution for me? Okay, so I would say that going for another provider isn't going to help you. You seem to be in an issue that is difficult to reach, an area which is difficult to reach uh, for any of the cellular providers, but you're not completely dead in the water. What you need to do is look into a cellular booster. There are. Wait a minute. Let me interrupt you. I've 
I purchased a $200 booster from AT&T. <clears throat> it seemed to help a little. I purchased a $200 booster from Verizon because AT&T was so poor, and it seemed to do a little bit of good. It was a the Verizon one, I think, was a actual. You, you had a little sensor that went outside and got in touch with the satellite. I think. Anyway, uh, but and that improved it somewhat, but not much. And then I got uh, convinced to try uh, to try C Spire, and it started right. out better. It was good. And my main question uh, is, why would it get worse? Well, I don't know. It sounds like you may be in, a, in an area with some kind of strange interference. Um, I do want to know, what kind of cell phone are you using? Well, it's a, it's a, a um, what is it, I-10? It's, it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's an iPhone 10? iPhone 10, I think it is, yeah, 10. Okay. All right. So, I mean, that's pretty current. Uh, um, you know, if you were on like something older, I, w- I would yeah, suggest you keep it home. But a ten is, I mean, it, it ought to be working well. Um, it, are, are you the only one in the house? Are there other people that also have issues with signal at your home? Yes. Okay. So, if uh, no matter which provider you're having issues with, uh, you continue to have issues. You do need to call them and let them know. Um, as you experience their little pass arounds, um, the best way to actually get results is to, uh, speak with either someone at the public service commission in your area, or, um, if that doesn't yield any result, which I've actually suggested that to a couple of clients and I've seen some good results there. Um, if that doesn't yield any results, then you can look at talking to the FCC. But what um, I, I'm very limited in my knowledge of how how cellular towers work, but generally um, they can turn up the uh, power on a tower to give you better service if you're having trouble, or at least they say that they can. So you may want to uh, reach out to Ceasefire and see if there is anything that they can do on their end because it seems to be an issue in your exact area. Uh, since yeah. you have tried cellular boosters, you have uh, gone from different providers, your your options are, are pretty limited, but it sounds like they're all using basically the same tower in your area, and no matter which provider you're on, it's still bouncing off of the same one. So, so inevitably, I'd like, I'd like I might as well go with one of these cheaper ones and see how they do. I don't, I don't know. That, that, Try it, but again, twenty or thirty bucks a month, and uh, okay, well, you could try it. What I would do is I wouldn't dump my primary um, just yet. I would see if maybe you could just do like a a, a month with a prepaid phone and see how the signal does out there, because there's no better way to find out than to just test it. Um, okay. You may be going from bad to worse, and I would hate for you to be committed to that for some long period of time through a contract or something. There's one more technical question that maybe would be useful to some of your listeners. Uh, This is no surprise that when I would go from using my cell phone via Wi-Fi when it was was working, which has gotten rare, uh, and then would walk out of the house, and, and get beyond the Wi-Fi limit, then it would switch over automatically 
to the cell phone, I mean the cell tower, and vice versa. And they used to work seamlessly, okay? Now it never works. I mean, I can I can close the back door and start to walk away from the house, and the Wi-Fi will reach a little ways, and uh, I'm out, cut off. Plus, frequently, even on Wi-Fi and outside where I got three bars, I get I get dropped calls a lot. That didn't used to happen, so. The message is that ceasefire has gotten a lot worse, and I'm wondering whether to go back to one of the other providers. They do have different towers, I understand, ceasefire and uh, AT&T, for example, and Verizon. Well, I don't know what it's Again, I would reach out to your public service commission because they know who to talk to to get you some results, okay. and they can usually do it pretty quick. The last client that I told to do this, um, she had a callback on the same day, so yeah, I talked to a very, very nice guy at, at Public Service Commission about the ongoing problems with my landline, and and they've they, they've had lots of excuses. They've buried some new glass cable and stuff like that, but but and they're very much aware of Windstream's troubles, so that's uh, I think they can't do much about it. But I have not talked to them about my problems with ceasefire. Okay, well, you thank might, for you. Just because, uh, you know, it being a different issue, um, it, is, it is treated as a, a separate problem. So right. you may want to reach out to them. But like I said, if you don't get any results and you really want to get your carrier's attention, a complaint to the FCC will get somebody to give you a call. Well, I thank you for that help. And I thank <laughs> you, late readers, uh, your listeners, appreciate that too. Us out in the country have problems with with these things more than city folks. All right, thank you. Roger, we appreciate the call from Florence this morning. How about this, Jeremy? The line between headphones and hearing aids is about to get way blurrier. So hearing aids will soon be able to be sold over the counter and without a prescription. The uh, Biden administration announced uh, earlier this week. A new final rule from the Food and Drug Administration, uh, who is obviously who should be overseeing hearing aids. The FDA created a new category for over-the-counter hearing aids. Why wouldn't they? Which wouldn't need an exam or an expensive fitting. The devices could be in stores as soon as mid-October. The rule could be a relief for the tens of millions of people in the United States with some level of hearing loss. The new landscape could also offer headphone makers and other tech companies an easier way to start selling headphone-like devices that function as hearing aids, uh, a market that many big companies have been eyeing for years. Over-the-counter hearing aids have been in the works for years. Congress first passed legislation back in 2017 to allow such things, but the process of actually putting the regulations into action has obviously moved slowly. Uh, President Biden issued an executive order last year calling for the FDA to put the rules in place already, and the agency put out a plan in the fall. Hearing aid industry groups pushed back, as you might expect, The new final rule is the last step in the process. It'll go into effect in 60 days, and hearing aids could be available in drugstores over the counter as early as October. Uh, Some of that uh, access could come through headphone companies. The line between uh, headphone and hearing aid has already been blurring for years. In 2018, Bose secured the first FDA clearance for a self-fitting hearing aid that could be sold directly to consumers in some cases. It wasn't technically over-the-counter because there were still some state-level laws restricting hearing aids 
Uh, Bose started selling hearing aids in 2021, but the company stopped that program and shut down its healthcare division just this last spring. I wonder if they'll restart that now. So, uh, audi- audi- audiologist, easy for me to say, and I may, may still be missing that one. Audiologists, for their part, have raised concerns about over-the-counter hearing aids, saying that a professional assessment is still important for people with hearing loss, and it's still not clear which headphone and tech companies, if any, are planning to take advantage of this new option for hearing aids. The story, to some certain extent, Jeremy, makes it sound like you could just buy some earbuds and slam them in your ears, and they can serve basically as hearing aids, and that's not exactly how it works. So I understand uh, uh, the folks... Uh, some of these companies and, and some of the audiologists and certainly uh, some of the folks with the government are going to have to make it clear, I guess if they care enough to, that you can't just buy earbuds and expect that to be a hearing aid. Most people aren't going to do that. They might try to make a purchase that makes it seem like that because hearing aids can be expensive, much more so than even expensive earbuds, which are expensive. But uh, that's pretty exciting to see this technology, those two things. Um, maybe merging closer and closer together. I know a friend of mine who wears hearing aids. The first time he showed me his hearing aids that connect through his phone's Bluetooth, man, that just blew me away. Now he's on the inside. Now I'm on the outside, man. It blew you away. It did. Did it Bluetooth you away? It did it Bluetooth me away. It did. I didn't. Yeah, pun in, pun pun not intended, but I'll take it. I was wearing my uh, my Samsung Buds the other day, and I was thinking the same thing, man, because they have the ability to enhance the sound around you. I was like, what? Where, where, where are we going to find that line between these and hearing aids? Because these already helped me hear a little bit. So I was like, when is Samsung going to start doing that? Yeah. Apparently, it's pretty soon, probably. Um, this is great, because hearing aids are massive. Like That's a massive expense for someone with hearing issues. So it is it is exciting to to hear uh, that we are going to see some some cheaper alternatives on the horizon. I am afraid a little bit because uh, I hope there will still be some requirements to it. Think about uh, when earbuds first earbuds earbuds first came out, um, AirPods first came out. Um, they were the only ones, and then shortly after, there were a whole bunch of generic ones that looked similar but didn't operate in near the capacity that AirPods did. And it took a little while for the, the market to catch up and for the big vendors to start working on it. But when they started putting them out there, they put out some really impressive stuff. So I've helped clients with hearing aids before and, you know, syncing them with their TV and their phones. And I all know, that stuff. That's, that's insane. It's really cool, yeah. Um, like, I, I don't I, have hearing issues, but I, 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 want, I want that. <laughs> I want to try it. Well, again, I was wondering, like, if you use them just, you know, regularly, like, hey, I want to hear what's going on in the living room from down the hallway. Yeah. I mean, is there, I wonder what the potential for hurting yourself might be since they amplify sound. But I mean, I imagine yeah. if you do it, you know, carefully. Yeah. I, I kind of want to be the guinea pig, but I don't want to mess up my ears. So, well, true. And know. I don't want to come off as crass. You know, people who have hearing issues, they need this stuff. And I'm talking about it like it's some, you know, awesome feature. It is an awesome feature. And I'm not trying to make light of it for folks who actually cool. need hearing aid. But I mean, I just, I'm jealous. It's like super awesome technology. I'm I'm like, I, I would love to experience it. Um, kind of like, Superhuman enhancement, right? That 
I think, average people can just go and purchase and see like, huh, what, what would hearing enhancement? What am I not hearing? Right, right, yeah. right. Uh, granted, I can't come from the same place as them because my hearing is probably a little bit better. Um, a little bit. But um, I don't know. This is interesting. I think they, they may be well suited by comparing this to like eyeglasses, right? Prescription eyeglasses. That's something you can buy over the counter easily. But you need like a specific type. You need, you know, a doctor's you fitting, can, essentially. Ears, yeah, you yeah. have to have a prescription still, though. You can't yeah. like... Um, I mean, if you buy it over the counter, it's just going to be like, you know, like the plus ones or like the, the little reading yeah. glasses. You can't just, you still have to have an examination of some kind. Right, right, right. It's not like with these, you don't need any examination. You can literally just go to the store, buy some hearing aids, put them in your ears, and hopefully not <laughs> damage your hearing. Yeah. Uh, well, you're making me walk it back a little bit now. That, that sounds like haphazard right there. All right, let's go to the phones. 877-MPB-RING. We've got John in Mobile on the phone. Let's talk about refurbished computer questions. John, what's going on, man? Uh, thank you for taking my call. Um, I'd like to ask Jeremy a question since he uh, said that he wasn't going to be available for some time. Um, it was about uh, information that he gave in, a, in an earlier program about buying a refurbished computer. I'm, uh, I think I've pretty much completed my research on what I want and where I want to get it. And um, the, uh, the issue is actually ordering it. Um, I, I, think I, I think I can co- accomplish that, but when I go to the websites of the, uh, various computer vendors and refurbished vendors, uh, there isn't a uh, telephone number to be seen. And uh, so what I've been doing is researching this since I don't have a computer. You know, mine got hit by lightning. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been going to the library, and those are unsecured computers, so I don't want to put my financial information in there. Um, could Jeremy please repeat the, uh, what he thought were the good uh, specifications for a good refurbished computer? Um, and maybe sure. evaluate what I think I've found. Um, from, of all places, Walmart. <laughs> yeah, right. no kidding. Well, hey, I, I shop at Walmart all the time. I can't, I can't say anything. So for me right now, if I, were, if I were going to go for a refurb computer, it would have to have at least 8 gigabytes of RAM. And I would say somewhere, yeah, it's somewhere between 250 gigs of solid-state storage. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, the one I'm looking at on my phone, uh, I found a phone is a good way to do research because um, you can just take a picture of the computer screen, literally. Um, Can I read you the specs of what I found there and what I think I want? Yeah. It's a Dell Optiplex 9020 small form factor business desktop tower PC. That's kind of verbiage there. Uh, Intel quad-core i7-4770 with 16 gigabytes of RAM, 240-gigabyte brand-new solid-state drive, Wi-Fi, dual-monitor support, uh, HDMI, VGA, and a DVD-RW running on Windows 10 Pro. Okay. And the whole thing is 180 bucks, and I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, as long as you can get a warranty with it. Um, I, generally, if you get a refurb computer, you should still be able to get a one-year warranty with it. So as long as you can get a warranty with it, 
I would say it's a pretty good deal. Now, looking at that computer, I don't like small form factor myself just because they do not have the types of power supplies in them that you could just uh, run out to the store and replace it. Um, I was, so I was concerned, have, too. I was concerned, too, about um, expandability. Oh, it sounds like it wouldn't have any room. Oh, it doesn't. It doesn't. In fact, that power supply is like specially made for that computer to fit that motherboard and just that very limited amount of components. Now, if you're okay with just having what you've got there, which, I mean, that's great. 16 gigs of RAM, 240 gig SSD. It sounds like a good deal, especially for like under 200 bucks. Yeah. Um, I would say go for it as long as you can get a warranty. But keep in mind, if you have a power failure, there is not a quickly available replacement power supply, which is most likely the component that's going to go out on it first. Oh, okay. All right. Um, let's see. Um, darn, slipped my mind what, what else I wanted to mention. Oh, yeah, the uh, the warranty. Walmart, on all of their products that I've seen on their website, offers uh, two-year and three-year warranties. Uh, they, the price seems nominal. And, and I was wondering if I got the, uh, a computer from them and got a two-year warranty, does the warranty uh, begin after the uh, the actual seller's warranty? Okay, or, if you get or, an extended warranty, yes, it begins after the seller's warranty. Now, you buying this computer from Walmart leads me to believe that you're actually dealing with a third-party seller. You're not buying yeah. this from Walmart directly. Are they still allowing you the option of a service, uh, a warranty, uh, an extended warranty, on an item that they didn't sell themselves? Well, maybe that's just something that they throw in on all of their pages, uh, uh, on all of their product pages. But it, I've literally seen this all the time. You know, uh, two-year warranty. And you can purchase that. If that's popping up and you can purchase that, then yes, that, that will be a, an extended warranty on that device. Um, I would be curious to see who it's going through. I can tell you that uh, plans through Assurian are pretty good, and the ones through uh, – is Assurian Allstate now? I can never remember anymore. These companies swallow each other up so fast. Uh, but the Allstate ones are good. Those are the ones that you can get from, like, Sam. So it's probably similar to that. Yeah. Um, Square Trade is also good. So, yeah, with that, you should be able to get a, uh, a guarantee on a three-year computer for a little bit extra on top of that. Um, if it's all coming through Walmart, I'd say it should be good to go. Okay. Uh, I had one brief comment about hearing aids. Uh, I really need to get some hearing aids. And so I'm kind of excited about this thing uh, coming down. And I'm not surprised that the hearing aid companies lobbied against the, the bill. Right, right. All right, John. We appreciate the call this morning. Thank you. Uh, at the, you know, I, at the same time, I was like, uh, you know, I, it totally didn't surprise me either that the the companies that produce the hearing aids pushed back. But then I thought about it, like, why why are they pushing back? Like, wouldn't Money. this be wouldn't this be more sales for them? Yeah. Or, or are they getting like in, is, is it insurance kickbacks that? That is their way through. I don't even know how all that works. But uh, all right, John. We appreciate the call. Because there are established channels that you have to go through to get a hearing aid. This is tearing down most of those channels, which I'm sure involve lots of money. I would love for a listener that's purchased hearing aid or gone through this process to to call us and let us know what exactly kind of trouble this will save you. Yeah. But see, like, if I were, if, <laughs> if I were trying to 
market a brand new hearing aid, let's say for women, and you call it instead of here, it's like her, like H U U R. Let's come up with some ridiculous spelling that makes it cute, right? H U R R. These are for her. Her. Uh, throw some extra R's in there on the end and trademark it. All right. So, like, if, if instead of having to have folks get prescriptions for these earbuds, if her earbuds are going to be on the shelves at Walmarts, like, I'm not going to be mad about that, right? I'm going to make more money selling these things off shelves in Walmarts in Poughkeepsie and Ypsilanti and Minnetonka and everywhere else in the world than I am going through prescriptions, right? Why would they push back against that? I don't know. I don't understand it. There's probably something I'm missing totally. That they charge a premium for these things. Yeah. And they do not want to have to uh, deflate their prices because they have been so artificially raised because that's just what companies do. I mean, when was the last time you heard about a company going, "Mm, yeah, we'd like to make less money than we already do? But that's the thing. I'm not convinced they would. Like you're you're going to sell so much more in volume if your earbuds are over the counter for sale at Walmart, unless the production of them makes them prohibitive from a cost standpoint that Walmart, your typical Walmart customer might not be able to afford it or wouldn't want to afford it or something like that. I don't know. Well, I'm sure there's research the, on all these things. The retail channels, they don't have all that stuff established, but Apple and Samsung do. So you'll probably get some Apple hearing aids in the future. And um, man, earlier when you said uh, when you said uh, Airbuds earlier, number one, that was a great movie. And then uh, number two, like an Apple junior exec got his wings when you said Airbuds by mistake. (laughs) Their the whole marketing team was like, "Yes, we got him." All right, all right, here we go, Jeremy. Uh, Meta, the parent company of Facebook, they have an anti misinformation strategy for the twenty twenty two midterms. And it's mostly a repeat of 2020. Uh, They've outlined their strategy for combating misinformation, and they'll mostly sound familiar, if you remember their approach from the last uh, national election. Facebook and Instagram owners said it will maintain policies and protections consistent with the presidential election, including policies barring vote misinformation and linking people to trustworthy information. It'll once again ban political ads during the last week of the election campaign. Now, let's stop. What do you think about that? No political ads across the board for the last week of the campaign. I think that's fantastic. Don't you? Yes. Because, it, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't help anybody specific. I guess whoever's behind thinks it might not help them. But that's not Meta's problem or Facebook's problem. But, man, I just, that's, that's huge. That, that gives everybody a plenty of time to get all of their... Uh, they're brainwashing in, but for the last week, when it really, where this stuff starts to hit the fan, so to speak, they're keeping everybody out and letting people make their own decisions. Hopefully, that last week. I hope that's how it works. Anyway, I love how you just said that, man. Like it, it, it's so true. It's so true. <laughs> we're speaking the truth, Jack. Yeah, we're all we all have been there, right? All right, so uh, to start, Meta is evaluating post comments from local elections officials to make sure reliable polling information services and conversations. Man, that's <laughs> that sounds impossible to pull off with real humans in the vast Facebook world with its, what did we say, 1.6 billion users or something like that. And then the yeah, other thing that we always talk about this is, number one, AI really doesn't know, it really can't know the spirit of what it's trying to keep clean, right? 
So there's always going to be a little error room there. And then if you're getting humans, it's individual interpretation, which, of course, brings human error into it. So it's almost this is almost an impossible task to try to pull off. But I do have a little bit of an appreciation for them, at least going forward with it. Although I just don't I don't know how this can come off correctly. I guess they I guess people's ideas that they did a decent job in the I don't know, maybe not. It seems like there were all sorts of stories we had around the 2020 election about how, you know, Facebook was a train wreck for misinformation. But I don't know, maybe not many changes in their strategy means they're essentially keeping the, I don't know, maybe they thought they did a good job. I, I don't know. So I just don't even, I don't even like to touch political subjects, especially in social media, man. It's just, it's. It's just always such a, uh, a train wreck. It certainly is. Uh, I guess some of this is brought on uh, by Facebook not catching some false Brazilian election ads, according to a company called Global Witness. Um, and Meta says they won't necessarily deal with serious problems during the midterms, but they understand and they admit that it's not guaranteed a smooth ride. <laughs> no. No, it's not going to be a smooth ride necessarily. And I love how they basically uh, marginalized the midterms there on the outset. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, I mentioned this as we, as we head out the door here, Jeremy. I mentioned this at the very top of the show as we were working to get you in here. Uh, Sony may soon require you to download a launcher before you can play its games on PC. Uh, digging through the Windows version of Marvel's Spider-Man Remastered. Uh, uh, VGC verified code referencing a PlayStation PC launcher, a PlayStation PC launcher. Now, I mean, I think everybody, well, many gamers have had the Epic launcher, EA or Origin. I guess their parent company has their type of launcher. There's a thousand of these things, right? But now PlayStation, does that make your mind kind of wander a little bit about what PlayStation could do if it could integrate itself somehow? into the PC universe? Uh, it didn't go well for, what, PlayStation Now? It didn't go well for... <laughs> um, I love you, Sony. you got some really good stuff out there, but, um, you know, tread lightly. It's, it's trying to. I, and again, I, like with, with uh, Facebook, and they're attempting uh, to, you know, keep some policies in, in place for the next elections. I appreciate that PlayStation understands how cool if they could have, you know, a a, uh, a seamless uh, kind of inter interaction or, or route for interaction with the PC world. That would be fantastic. All right, that's going to do it for us. Great job as always, Jeremy. Thanks so much for your calls today and your questions. Uh, Jerry uh, Flood for doing the board today. Thank you so much. Uh, Charles Arnold for calling screens today, or screen calls today, as always. We'll be back next Wednesday at 10 a.m. for Everyday Tech right here on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.